Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Vamos, 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 ATL. Vamos, 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 ATL. Vamos, ATL. I can keep on going on with all stuff. Are we going to talk about Atlanta teams? Because they haven't yeah. been doing very well lately. <laughs> hey, Georgia recruiting. Well, I guess they're technically not Atlanta. Uh, but Georgia recruiting, they had a pretty good day today. They uh, got the number one recruiting class for the 2018. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what that. they say. Nine five stars. Yeah. I think Georgia's previous record for five stars in one class is three. Yeah. And didn't they say something like... 13 of them have played in a state championship or something. It was some huge number. I don't know. Something My like Auburn buddy, he joked around and said, eh, they'll all be in the Clark County jail before they can go to the field. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not funny, despite the fact that we all just laughed. Ah, <laughs> uh, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> football season's at an end. Yeah. American right. football. American football. That's right. Yeah. Soccer or football. That's right. And I guess the... Winter Olympics are about to kick off. Oh, oh yeah. <gasps> Curling. That's right. I can't wait for that. I don't know why, but I have to watch it every time <laughs> You it's like on. watching guys sweep ice with a broom. Sweep ice. Actually, I watched a curling match one time. It was a, I think it was the last Winter Olympic. Man, it was so exciting. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think so. You know, you just slide it's on your like, knee. And it's f- like shuffleboard times a million. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> like that technique you get down to balance on your knees and the toes of your feet in a crouching position with like your hand out to balance and you've got the was it the the oh what do they call it the the rock i think they call it the rock yeah, yeah and, so. and how you have to like just spin it a certain way to go mm-hmm. in the trajectory that you want to go and the the guys with their brooms in front to sweep i guess all the resistance away on the ice right or to slow it down even to make maybe make up ice or what are they doing it for i don't know yeah i think it just Speed it up and slow it down, you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, usually the British are good at that. Like yeah. All the ice. They're good at curling. Yeah. Yeah, they usually win a lot like that. Well, and I, I think I heard on the radio that it's uh, really cold. Uh, yeah, in, minus in eight. Pyongyang. I can uh, imagine. You know, uh, compared to the last couple of Winter Olympics, like I think, uh, like, you know, like, Vancouver, it was like sixty degrees or something. Like that. It was, no, you know, there was there was there was more there was more snow the last time Atlanta had the Summer Olympics. You know, oh wow, it's minus uh, eight or something. I think they said. Golly, yeah. frozen chosen during the Korean War. Those, yeah, those, that Marine unit in uh, right. Korea. No, no, obviously I don't think it was in that. P- it's not in Pyongyang, but Chosen Reservoir. But yeah. it gets cold over there. Yeah, it does. It was actually the. Like the 60th anniversary of, I don't know who if you know who Busby's Babes were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Munich Air, was it Munich Air Disaster, the Manchester right, United yeah. team? Yeah. Yeah, they did like a big tribute at Manchester United and Sir Bobby Charlton was there. And yeah, watch A couple that. other guys, you know, who you they were you friends with. You think you'd do it by Sir Robert, but, you know, Sir Bobby. Sir Bobby. <laughs> Sir Bobby Charlton. <laughs> yeah, Sir Robert. Sir Robert. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was, you know, 60 years. Wow. I think like eight yeah, of them died. Where, where does the time go? I know. But it was, you know. 
Well, you were a twinkle in your dad's eye. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of things have been going on in the sports world, I guess. Yeah. yeah Eagles I mean, won the Super Bowl. That's right. They did. Yeah, I mean that was it was a good it was a very entertaining Super Bowl. Um I, I thought. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, uh, it looked there for a little bit that maybe um Brady might have another chance to kind of make one of his, you know, trademark comebacks. I mean, why would you doubt him? I mean, he never yeah. really gave, gave a reason well, to. I, I don't think that uh, New England's defense really showed up to play. No, they, 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 they gave they up a lot know. of third downs and, yeah, you know. There was a, like a fourth and one that they Foles got, remember, or something yeah. like that. Well, hey, he was on point. And the thing is, you know, uh, the Patriots had just tried – you know, nearly the same play with a little, you know, little toss to Brady that he couldn't hold on to. So, razzle so razzle. it was even more of a little twist of the knife there. For I love the people who yep. did like the editing on the video and had like the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy, going to him when he on like on that play and he's like dro- dro- bobbling it and not catching it. Right. I heard that um, in the Patriots dressing room they had like fried chicken and fried like turkey and you know. Ready to be oh, eaten, like an eagle, like, like oh, an okay. eagle, you know. But none of the players touched it I, afterwards. I will say this: um, when they were awarding the Lombardi Trophy after the game, every one of the Eagles that I saw seemed to give sincere glory to the Lord as they were speaking. Hmm. And you know, yes, uh, you know, Car- right. Carson Wentz, yeah, uh, when he first went down with his ACL injury, um, gave a pretty, you know, lengthy press conference and mentioned God all throughout it. And then I tried to look for it again online and couldn't find it. Imagine well, you know, that. You know, you know but, that um, but now it's like, now that they've won, you can't, you can't turn it off. I mean, mm-hmm. like you can't deny. I mean, every, you know, the coach Peterson, mm-hmm. Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. They the all, guy that uh, sacked Brady or no, caused yep. him to fumble. Yep. He did the same thing. He was in tears. Yep. And you saw everyone on the thank the and, Lord and Jesus you know, Christ, which is, you know, you know. Well, you hear it fairly commonly with, you know, a lot of times with athletes and some sometimes, but, and not that I'm any any person to doubt their sincerity, but I will say it does seem like the way that um, the Eagles players and coaching staff have gone out of their way to make it known that they're Christians, I think is a refreshing thing to see. Absolutely. You know? I'm wondering if Jesus was watching and going, hmm, I was kind of rooting for the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he was I like, he, you know, he was like, you know, you know what happens to you if you go to a Philadelphia home game wearing another team's jersey? Did you see that? Like, uh, I heard that Nick Foles too, after he, he's, after he's done with football, he wants to become a pastor. That's right. I, that's right. You know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but I did see, um, like the Philadelphia Eagles won the, Super Bowl, and well, everybody else in Philadelphia wanted to destroy the city. <laughs> That's not the worst thing that I saw. I saw, them, I saw one video where they were breaking into a convenience store and chanting, Everything's yeah. free! Right. It's like, I uh, had a friend of mine call me because he was all excited because he huh. lives up by Philly and he was like, Ah, we won, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Yeah, and uh, uh, has the Liberty Bell been stolen yet? Yeah. yeah. Just don't leave Independence Hall alone, don't touch the Liberty Bell, and don't burn down Turn Tavern, which is cookies now, where the Marine Corps was born. That's, all, that's all I ask. <laughs> I, I told him, I said, you're getting free cheesesteaks for everyone? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean, Philly is yeah. notoriously known for their, you know, fandom. 
or at least or their their obnoxious fandom. And yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest that that's the rap that you know that I kind of perceive uh, or get from them. But uh, hey, I mean they got something that they've been waiting their whole franchise career for. I'm happy right. for them because uh, I haven't experienced that with my Falcons. Yeah. Now so. I think they won the sixty and sixty one NFL championship. Prior, okay, yeah, before prior, the Super prior Bowl, to the, right, prior yeah. to the Super Bowl's existence, before the NFL and the AFL merged, but that, but you know, they used to have uh, one of my favorite NFL players, uh, Charlie Bednarik, Chuck Bednarik, Concrete Charlie. He was one of the last, I think maybe even the last of the sixty-minute men. Meaning he played all the plays on offense and all the plays okay, on defense. Yeah. So he was out. He, so you you see this old footage of him where like the teams are changing, you know, like offenses run off the field and defense, and there's Chuck Bednarik just standing out in the middle of the field waiting for everybody to get back out there because wow. he he never left the field. It's amazing. You know? You know, there was a, I think they showed a fan on the Super Bowl thing. He was like a hundred and something years old. Yeah, he was I an saw Eagles that. fan. Yeah. He's waiting all that time to see you. you know, that's going to be me <laughs> and all my teams. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited yeah. and optimistic about Atlanta United, though. I really am. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm setting myself up, but, you know, I, what have I got to lose? They don't, well, they don't do nothing? They're, okay. They're certainly shelling out the transfer fees. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't profess to know all, all, all about uh, the, the world of, uh, genuine football but apparently transfer fee is like some sort of bribe that you pay to a country <laughs> so that you can have one of their star players yeah well, supposedly uh, supposedly they paid what for that one guy 13 million just 14 the, million not even the 15 like, million he doesn't even get it doesn't like the country get it no it's something like that it's like the club gets it oh, and i heard they were like building part of a new stadium and stuff with the money yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i mean, and that, I mean that's it's really cool backstory because uh where he's from uh, it also is where our manager is from, our coach is from, mm -hmm. and apparently down in that area, uh, Tata Martino, uh, the coach, the coach, he's very well known, venerated, and in a lot of ways, he's like a holy name down there apparently. So like, I think the opportunity for this kid to come over and actually play for him was like a dream come true, right? And that's why he's picking it, or one of the reasons why he picked Atlanta United over a Chelsea or an Arsenal or a you know you know Dortmund or you know any team in uh, La Liga or anything like that. Uh, he he may see Atlanta United as a stepping stone, which is fine to me because it, the MLS is making strides. We're trying to get out of that stigma of being the retirement league right where you know aging stars can come over and kind of get their last do rob yeah, and, get, and get, get a paycheck a, get a one or two year contract yeah. and get paid you know well that uh zlatan ibrahimovic is supposed to be going to la i've heard about that to the galaxy or to galaxy okay well, eh. well david beckham went has got this new and then miami miami right yeah supposedly his wife posh spice is all mad because you don't want to move to miami well, I mean, I mean, it's it's well, Miami. It's really hot and humid. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> and then they're, I think right now it's they're all Dolphins it. fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it'd be interesting to see if they just call it Miami, or it, I think right now they're just plugging it as football Miami. Right. Oh, really? They should call it Miami Vice. Just, just call it, it Beckham FC. Beckham <laughs> FC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it uh, it was funny. Uh, you know, Nashville's got a team coming out next year too. Actually, Atlanta United is playing them in a preseason match. Because they're in a, like the USL or whatever right now, uh, they're playing them here this weekend. Yeah, the tenth. Atlanta's going to destroy them. It'll be one nil. <laughs> <laughs> Dominate the game completely and win one nil. But, well, it, it was really cool though when it, we announced this play, or when they announced that they were coming to the league. Our president, uh, Darren Eels, 
uh, kind of threw some shade to our rival Orlando City when he's congratulating him and said, it's, it's, uh, we want to congratulate uh, the other team from the South, uh, uh, Nashville, or, or it said something like, it's, you know, we welcome the other, a, 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 um, a fellow Southern team, or something he was trying to say in his tweet. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was definitely not recognizing Orlando City as a Southern team. And I thought that was quite hilarious. Well, you know, I mean, even people that live in Florida will admit that it's not really the South. So. Right. We, when we saw, we went to the match against Orlando City, and this right. guy had a big sign on a pole that had uh, like Georgia and then it had a purple Florida breaking away and falling away. And it just said, uh, was it Orlando ain't the South? Yeah. Or something well, like yeah. That. actually, though, it's funny, though. The northernmost part of Florida is the southernmost, like, in culture and tradition. Right, of Florida, yeah. Right. But. I'm excited. Anyway. Yeah. It is that what, like, Panama City and other areas? Is that what the. Yeah. I Panhandle, mean, is it? Yeah. Okefenokee Swamp. Yeah. As you as you kind of cross over the border and, you know, get into northern Florida, it's a lot like South Georgia. Yeah. You know? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Panama City is a redneck Riviera, right? That's what they say. Yeah. You know. Mm. Um. Many a spring breaks had on. Well, I know. When, when, I, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, Panama City was kind of like, it was almost like, I guess, really touristy maybe. Yeah. And then a lot of people, you know, like people, like my, my family would sometimes go to Destin, which was, I guess, not quite as busy and not quite as much traffic, you know. But then Destin got, you know, huge and big. And I, I, I kind of heard that, you know, Panama City sort of had a little bit of a resurgence in terms of like, you know, as, as Destin got so popular, but. You know, I, th- I think it's, you know, everywhere you go now it's crowded. You know, I mean. Speaking about paradise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach? So, so first there's Panama City and right a notch above that, you know. <laughs> is what we yeah. tend to speak about on That's the Liberty right. Tree podcast. Yeah, it's a big notch above it. Yeah. Know, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Well, we're transitioning back into the next episode of Christianity 101. And in this effort, we're following uh, the website understandchristianity.com. It gives very good resources and a good, I think, like sectioned off step-by-step kind of themes of Christianity, the basics of Christianity. And uh, we're just following along that. If you go there, there's a lot of scripture references at the bottom. Uh, and So please, again, I, I, I th- to throw that disclaimer out there, don't take our word for it. You know, always uh, listen to the Liberty podcast with an open Bible. Uh, and uh, yeah. So the next uh, topic in that series is the Trinity, which um, I'll be honest. When I first, I mean, when I first saw that topic uh, being given there, I guess I kind of took it for granted because I always thought, or for me, that was something that was always championed growing up. You know, other things you know that may not have been really on the forefront of the understanding, like justified by grace through faith, which really is a, it's a shock. Really, you know, the Protestant, you know. Uh, uh, faith not to have that plastered everywhere, but the Trinity was, it definitely was. Um, when, you know, the institution of baptism is being spoken, you know, there's somewhere in there saying in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, the Lord's Supper is, is, is invoked. A prayer or when people pray, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And to be honest, and, and oddly enough, and I just ran across this recently, like over the past couple of years, I didn't realize this, but there's actually a few Okay, how, how do I say this without getting in trouble? There's actually a few quote-unquote Christians who will not affirm the Trinity. That's right. Yeah, you're right. They think it's, you know, maybe reserved for Catholicism and, you know, uh, you know, in nomine patri, fili, spiritu sancti. Yeah, I think I, that, or, <laughs> that or I think they will stick to a oneness. I think it's called oneness Christianity right. or oneness, something like that, where mm-hmm. 
they they will not like they'll deny the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, so how do they reconcile that with the fact that the Holy Spirit is mentioned, you know, in Scripture? I, you know, it's it's one thing it's one thing I think to have sort of like, well, we don't really bind a certain concepts of, you know, um, of of accepted Christianity, but that might not have necessarily a lot of spiritual back, uh, 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 scriptural backing. But I mean, it all you know, th- for me. Especially in the, in the good, and I really like the way this uh, this uh, sections it out and explains it in this uh, process. But I mean, we go even in uh, the Apostles' Creed, one of the earliest, you know, quick reference. Hey, this is what we're affirming to. Documents from the early Christians mentions the you know the Trinity. I mean, you look throughout uh, even in Genesis right away in creation, you see the Trinity on display. Uh, or at least you see the Holy Spirit with the with the you know the waters being separated. You have uh, uh, you know God talking. You know you know uh, let us create man in our own image. You know uh, there's there's this plural kind of connotation, and there's other all throughout scripture that points to the Trinity. Um, the only reason anytime any kind of basic concept of the Christian faith is denied, my first and I'll be honest with you, I don't know. In, I, I haven't studied in the detail in the weeds of why some Christians, quote unquote, well, well, Christians why, would quote But claim. then why stop there? Why? Why? Are you, I mean, if you're going to deny this, what else are you going to exactly. deny next? I mean, exactly. where, where does it all end? Just because you can't wrap your head around something, then it must not be so. I mean, I, I, and I think because yeah. I think there come even though you know the authority comes from Scripture. I think sometimes, and I'm speaking for myself in this, but in in the situation where it comes to denying the Trinity, I think sometimes we put way too much faith in our own understanding of things or, or we, we tend to put words in God's mouth or not read all of what God's word is. And I, at the bare, bare root of it, it, it has to be, um, looking for our own glory, glory rather than his. Well, I say um, like the Trinity is kind of hard to understand. Oh yeah. Because it it's against human logic. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's a mystery. Like, that's right. You know, it's like three in one. Right. Hmm? And I think there's a lot of things in scripture too, that, uh, and this is one of the reasons why I really like Martin Luther and how he taught stuff. You know, go where Scripture goes and then stop where it stops. As soon as we try to throw our own understanding into stuff to try to piece any puzzles that we think are missing. Right, we're, fill, we're, fill in any gaps that we think that we perceive to be there. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to really get off the rails a little bit. And, right. and if, you feel, if, if you have a conscience and conviction this way, then, you know, please just hear me out. Uh, there is a teaching that... You know, just as God uh, predestines people to heaven, there are uh, they all, that He also predestines people to hell. Uh, even though human logic may tease that out, nowhere in Scripture does it say that God predestines people to hell. Does that make sense? So it's it, it, go where Scripture goes and stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but that's just one of the different avenues of approach. So I, I think that. It, when it comes to denial of the Trinity, it's it's got to be trying to make sense of it in human logic, and then because they can't, I don't know to be honest with you. But well, I just I mean I always just sort of took it to mean, and, and again it's just my perception, but it's just you know you think of God is everywhere, right? God is ever present, but I also feel I mean we're made in His image, right? And we have I, I have a consciousness, so it's like you know, God is who he is. He's got his consciousness, but his, 
power extends everywhere. It's through all things. It's running through everything and everywhere. And to me, that's sort of, that's the spirit. You know, it's, it's you know, n- not that God can't have his attention on more than one thing, because of course he can, but I just mean like there's, there's the part of God that's, you know, that's looking at you, that's, that's part of you, that's, you know, that you speak to when you pray. And then there's also the, the this, this sort of spiritual energy that flows through everything all the time. And to me, that's, that's the embodiment of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, but I know that there are also times um, uh, like at Jesus' baptism, I was right. thinking the you same know, thing. I mean, where the where the the Holy Spirit appears, mm-hmm. right? right? So, so it, maybe it's more than just that. But I just, like I said, that's sort of my perception. That's what I use to sort of reconcile it again in my in my feeble human brain that needs to try to put things in little categories so that I can sleep at night, you know, so I don't lay awake wondering, you know. Um, but 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 I but again we've. Tr- like Martin Luther says, look, look to the scriptures and stop there. You right, know? right, right. Well, I know the Bible says, you know, when Jesus said he was leaving, he was going to send who? The paraclete, the helper. The helper, right. mm-hmm. the comforter. Mm-hmm. Right. The Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, I mean, I guess I guess he was always there. You know, yeah, he was yeah. just waiting in the wings, I guess, was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He you was, know? It says that the, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters of the deep in creation. Um, and, uh, so there's, he's, he's always been there, uh, mm-hmm. and he's, uh, and I, yeah, I find it and to me, I like, uh, we were talking earlier how the Old Testament points to scripture, uh, it, you know, the, just as the Holy Spirit was there in the waters of, of creation or hovering over it, the Holy Spirit was there, uh, in the baptism of Jesus. And, uh, scripture also says the Holy Spirit is there when we're baptized, that he's present. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it, there's always this connection with, for whatever reason, with water and the Holy Spirit. And I believe, I think that's on purpose. God like God gives these little gifts of assurance when he doesn't really have to, but he gives them as gifts to kind of comfort us whenever. Yeah. It's like, it's funny how in, uh, in, I'm getting a little sacramental here maybe, but uh, bear with me. Uh, if you go through the Old Testament and look, wherever there is any mention of water, it, it's it's pointing to baptism. It's pointing to this you know what's happening it's a signpost you know right and just as much as like with with Christ you know where we see you know uh Abraham and Isaac this, or you know where he was going to sacrifice his son uh and then you know a, a ram was provided in in its place I mean that's pointing to the sacrifice of that's Christ right. yeah. I mean you look at uh even uh the the Passover where you know if you eat the flesh of this unblemished lamb. <laughs> and, yeah. and if you if you brush his blood over the doorpost of your home, I, the angel of the Lord, will pass over and not kill you. It's it, you know, I will not strike the firstborn in your home. It, 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 that screams uh, 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 Jesus. And it screams the Lord's Supper as well. I mean, eating of eating the lamb. <laughs> I mean, eating his flesh. And there's his blood. Um so there's all these on-purpose things that point to that. I think that's so cool. And I love that part where you mentioned about uh, Jesus' baptism. There's the voice. There's God the Father speaking. This is my beloved Son mm-hmm. in whom I'm well pleased. Right. Yeah. There's Jesus, the Son, right there. And then there's the Holy Spirit descending as a dove. Yeah. And so you've got the Trinity, bam, 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 mm-hmm. all there. They're, they're, not, right. they're not three gods. Right. And They're one, but... Yeah, they're three persons, and that's the thing. I mean, 
for those people that look at it as some sort of paradox, to me that's just, it's we don't understand all of God. So he can be three and he can be one. And how hard is it to just, I can accept that. I, I accept I don't understand it. And, right, right. And, and I, but I also have faith that at some point in eternity, it will be made clear to me. I, I hope that that's part of my eternal reward is gaining that understanding, being with, being with God and understanding what it really means to, to be with the three in one. And, and part of our freedom in Christ is we are free from having to understand mysteries and concepts like that. That's right. Like we, like it's, oh, it's okay to say we don't understand. It's okay to say, I don't know. It, it's actually better to say, I don't know than to, than to put my words into scripture that aren't there. Right. right. Um, and make something up. Right. Yeah. Just to try to make sense of something. Right. Um, I think that happens a lot in the Christian community. You know, your, your own mind just puts things in there and they're right. like, oh yeah, I'll believe that. Right. right. It's our, it's natural. It, yeah, it's, it's natural. Yeah. It's, oh, well, this isn't really giving me the answer that I was expecting, or this doesn't really answer my questions. So it must mean this. Well, and, and, or and, if and, I can use this first to back up my belief already. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. I mean, that's, I think that's how our minds work. I mean, we want to put things, we want to make order of things. We want to make sense of things and we want to put things in categories. It's just how, it's just how our brains compartmentalize things, you know, but, but it's, you know, the, the mystery of the, the ways and the will of God is one of those things that, you know, it defies all of those rationales that, that, that we have, you know, as, as being mortal, you know, we yeah. panic when we can't control something. And when we can't, cause then it means that it's sovereign and we're not. Or, or that it can master us and not, and, and you know, as the chant goes, God, he, he does what he wants. Yeah. He does what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I like what you said, Ben, about the things that you don't understand. You just put your faith and trust in God. That's right. That it will be revealed to you. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. Either he reveals it through his word, if it's in the Bible. Right. Or when we meet him one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we can settle our minds that way, I think we can understand not understand or fully understand uh god because you know we know he's a loving god but uh i think it's just good to have that mindset of i'm not going to understand all this so why am i going to go digging 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 and like you said zach put things in there of my own thoughts right it's very dangerous to do that and it's very easy to do that too and it's funny how the things that we put in a scripture almost always never are a, a something new to glorify Christ, what he's done, it's always something to glorify ourselves. Yeah. Right. W- whatever mm-hmm. we add to Scripture or, or, or make Scripture say something that it's not really saying, it's usually to to make us... Feel better? Feel better <laughs> and to be more glorious yeah. than, than Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't. If you can somehow pull from Scripture that makes Jesus look better, I think that's you're probably in, in the right interpretation of Scripture. Um, and uh, before we get into the the bullet points of, uh, of the Trinity in this section. Another really cool thing to think about too, is that the Holy Spirit inspired the, the Bible. He inspired the, the word of God. So it, it literally, and this is something really neat and maybe this will kind of help understand or translate, uh, you know, that, that person in, in a war who gets a letter from home or whatever, and he's reading the words of a loved one. It, it's like, you know, this is their words. This is, you know, they're communicating with me. And there's these, 
emotions and, and feelings that come about because you, you're aware that that person is writing to you. Whenever you read scripture, understand that, you, especially if you read it out loud, you, you're, you're, you're reading what God has said, specifically what he said. And that's such a really cool and comfort to know that we have that, that he gave us that as a gift. To know that if I ever want to hear God telling me something or, or speaking to me something, I've got 66 books that he's given us the, of all these wonderful, good promises that he's made. And, and, and that's his word. To me, I, I, I find that very, very comforting and cool. Yeah, yeah, of it course. Um, let's see. Speaking of our, our, our actual bullet points here, I'll take the first one. Okay. So in reference to the Trinity, God says he is one God. And that's pretty straightforward. So that's, that's the first side of this coin is that God is one. So, so already that's where we kind of start to talk about that paradox of, well, is he three? Is it three entities? Is it one? We, 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 what? But, but God tells us that he's one. So we get a couple of verses to support that. Um, you know, and this is probably just one example of many, but in Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, and that's, that's pretty straightforward. It's just, it's a, again, I think there are probably a lot more examples than just that one, but that's one that, I mean, we, we've got it set in stone right here. The Lord is one, uh, on to Isaiah, um, 44, uh, chapter 44, verse six, I am the first and I am the last apart from me. There is no God. And, um, you know, I, I think that 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 says a couple of other things besides just that he's one. It also says that you know anything else that you that anybody's told you that is the God, a God, one of many gods, is wrong. Is wrong. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then back to uh, a good old book of Romans, uh, chapter three, verses twenty-nine and thirty. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is only one God. Seems to be a to, theme here. That's right. So, and it's, <laughs> yeah. so it's telling us, it's telling us that there's that there's one God. But, like I said, there's another side to this coin, and we have point number two, which is God calls the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit God. Second uh, Corinthians. Uh, chapter 1 verse 3 says praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort uh, Romans 9 5 says theirs the Jews are the patriarchs and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ who is God overall forever praised amen and then 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, verse 4 through 5 says my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Very good scriptures. Yep. And then the third apple point we have here, as Christians, we refer to God as a trinity, three in one God. And in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, it says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So, rabbit trail right quick. So those that deny the Trinity, 
did they did, did they did they not have Matthew twenty eight nineteen? Maybe you know, that, and that's why that's that's <laughs> what makes that's what to me of all the things that people sort of disagree about. The Holy Spirit's mentioned in some pretty prominent places. Right. Like even if even if you don't know a lot about the Bible, I think a lot of Christians know about the baptism of Jesus. You right. Know, so yeah. And, of course. You know, and and especially a, a lot of Christians have been exposed to the Gospels, the four books, and the Holy Spirit is mentioned time and again in there. Yeah. You know. It, well, I think it's like you know a lot of people take from the Bible and then they just read what they want to sure. read. Oh, yeah. You know, they they just take things out of there that they want to hear or, you know, if they, they just glance something over and, oh, and, you know, go on to the next thing, you know, and they don't want to right. accept the truth. So the Holy Spirit is, is God. He's not a, a crazy angel off in the corner that just shows up to do whatever he wants. You know, he's yeah. God, you know, or he's, he's, <laughs> he's not, he's, he's not, he's not the force. He's, right, he's, right. He's, he's, he's God. Right. Well, there was another scripture in here that was really good, too. It's in Ephesians three sixteen and 17. I pray that out of his glorious riches, the Father, may strengthen you with power through his Spirit, which would be the Holy Spirit, correct? Mm-hmm. In your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Very good. Spoke all, all three. So, all three, right So there. it's almost yeah. like the, the Spirit is sort of what facilitates... Christ to come into you, you know, like the, the spirit sort of maybe prepares the way, so right. to speak. You know? Kind of like a, a farmer on a field, he yeah. sows the ground right. and, you know, ready for that seed. And, yep. and you know, you can, as Christ can be that seed and dwell mm-hmm. in your heart. And Absolutely. The Holy, Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is there to minister to you all that Christ has spoken and to help guide you and direct you into God's word. So if the Holy Spirit ever gets off on the track of talking about you more than Jesus, <laughs> it might not be the Holy Spirit that's talking to you. <laughs> uh, just going to say your dad. <laughs> Another one uh, they have here, First Peter 1, 1 and 2. To God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered through Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by His blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. And and once again, the Spirit is sort of doing the facilitating part. You know, um, you've got the, the knowledge of God the Father, but the sanctifying work of the Spirit. So the, the Spirit is doing the work to sanctify. I mean, I know that's just another way to say it, but but really think about what that means. Um, and then preparing the way for obedience to Jesus. Anyone that comes to saving faith in Jesus Christ, it is because the Holy Spirit has, through the power of the of the gospel, the spoken word of the gospel, to convict the dead, sinning soul that what they're hearing in the gospel is true. It it, it literally jump starts or or revives, reborns, rebirths. That, that soul. It, it comes, and without the Holy Spirit's work in that, the Bible in Romans, oh, there's Romans again, right. <laughs> says that no one will come to God. No one will seek mm-hmm. God. And, no one will want God. And the Holy Spirit's connection to water, when you're baptized, you go under the water as one thing, and you come out as something else. So, you know, there's that, there's that facilitation again. You know, preparing you for Christ, and 
I think it says it all right there, really. It's very interesting that through a lot of the passages that talk about baptism, uh, the Holy Spirit is somewhere nearby, mm-hmm. uh, very, very close. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, and that's such a good comfort, too, is because it's, it's such a comfort in knowing that, one, kind of back to a previous episode where we mentioned, you know, uh, when we're baptized, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't believe I am, anyone who's baptized, someone was there else, someone also was there with you, like, no, right. no one, no one is baptizing themselves, uh, whether it be yeah. throwing yourself back in a pool of water <laughs> or, or taking and sprinkling water on your head. However you want to do baptism, you by yourself, that's, that's not baptism. Right. Um, it's someone else is there, you know, it, you know, given the word, right. when you have water in the word, you have baptism. And, and, and also there's great comfort in all that language throughout scripture where it talks about baptism. You were buried with Christ. You were raised with Christ. You were washed by him, by his mm-hmm. renewal, by, by the renewal of the spirit, all this stuff of saying what's happening in baptism is such a wonderful gift of, of where God comes to meet us at what he's doing. And it's comfort knowing that baptism I don't know how this became a baptism podcast. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just well, coming out, but um, <laughs> ba- ba- baptism is not m- more than your gift of obedience to Christ. Baptism is His gift to you. It, 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 we oftentimes make baptism look God. Look, look what I'm doing for That's you. That's right. It's n- it's not a show right. for God. He doesn't he doesn't require that here's, from us. He doesn't here, need that. Here's my offering of obedience, and then and then God's like. This baptism is actually a gift. Of, I'm giving you something. And there's comfort in that. In those days, in those moments when, when I don't feel saved, when when I when I when I've blown it big time, when I when I've when I've made a really big mistake, I can remember. I can look back. Wait a minute. I've been washed. I've been made. Well, I've, I've been. And not to mention, look at how people feel and behave after they've been baptized. If it was something that you were doing for God. Would you have that transformation that comes over you? I mean, people come up out of the water. I mean, we've seen it time and again here at church when we do baptisms. They come up and it's like they're, I don't want to say they're in shock, but it's like it, it, I mean, it's, they're really, really moved and the spirit yeah. has really come into them and they truly are transformed. And if it was just something that they were doing in, to try to be obedient or to say, here, God, look what I'm doing for you. Here's this transaction. I don't I'm- think they that, that, that you'd have that reaction, you know, uh, I think it, it really does show that it's something that God is doing for you instead of the other way around. Would you say that like God honors you? Well, I don't know if he would say that, would you? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, As for yeah. being baptized, you know what I mean? To allow the spirit to I think, I, I think it's minister more of, to you. I think it's more of him doing what he, I think it's we're, we're, when it comes to baptism, we're more in a position of receiving than than giving right does that right. make sense and then that kind of that what I just said kind of points reflects back on me 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 again you know <laughs> yeah well, that's where you, you know it's so easy to do that oh yeah definitely you know? it is and it's such a good and also a good thing about baptism baptism is it's something that's happening happening on the outside of us mm-hmm. where where our culture and even a lot of I don't know of postmodern thought or whatever you want to talk about a lot of it is look within follow your heart. What does your heart say? That spark, that divine spark inside, where whatever you feel is right, has <laughs> got to like, be right for you. Like, and it's like, my heart? Yeah. My heart says sin. 
my heart right. says to tell me to follow my heart to look within that's the most dangerous thing i can do but baptism the supper the the word on the outside of me happening for me being given to me as a gift that's good news because it's something independent and outside of me for me that's right right you, you ever get told like follow your gut yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> no let's not do that yeah well i think we've delved into the Trinity a little bit for Christianity 101, I think that we, I feel like maybe we, you know, at least answered a few questions that I had, you know, hopefully those of you listening out there, maybe hopefully it gave you a little something to think about as well. Um, But uh, I think that brings us to the end of yet another Liberty Tree podcast episode, episode 22, maybe we think. We'll, we'll, we'll come back and record again and be like, ah. yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah. But uh, once we can get into our, uh, once our intern can get into our, our databases and archives, we'll know exactly how many we have. But anyway, but we hope that you, um, that you, we've given you a little bit of a, um, of food for thought and something that might make you uh, inspired to pick up your Bible and learn more. Um, and as always, uh, if you have, you know, questions. Uh, we'd love to hear about it on social media. At the end of the episode, there's uh, ways on how to find us, how to contact us, and uh, we'd love to hear ideas that you might have for topics. Um, and uh, and if you do have any questions, that's something that we can address on the podcast. We can do that, or if something that you want to just maybe have us address privately to you, maybe we can do that too. But uh, we hope that uh, we will be with you again soon on the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, The Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also, we are on the church website, There's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. And he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go. This was the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia.